is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Samuel W. Gailey, and we cover a little bit of everything from his new novel, Come Away From Her, which will be out everywhere January 10th, 2023, and so much more from fulfillment to work-life balance and, of course, writing. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Samuel W. Gailey. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Samuel W. Gailey. Sam, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to talk to folks. This, yeah, this is this is going to be a great conversation. The the themes in your your writing and and what I see fascinating you from afar, I really want to dive into. Of course, we're going to talk about uh, "Come Away from Her," a novel coming out January tenth, twenty twenty three, very very soon. Before we get yes. to any of that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. <laughs> what were your What were your writing dreams growing up? Um, you know, so I, as a kid, I was always interested in, you know, writing short stories. Um, I did not excel in math in school, but I did excel in English and just, um, any kind of writing project. So I was always drawn to the written word. Um, and, you know, I don't think I had any preconceived uh, notion that, um, I, I didn't really think that an author could make money or that was really a career that you could have growing up. I was kind of really raised more more by traditional parents where you'd probably get a business degree and get into some kind of sales kind of profession. Um, so the writing thing didn't really, um, re- really didn't start to ring bells until probably later um, in high school, actually. Hmm. Um, and there, the one time where I discovered that I had maybe uh, a knack for um, compelling people and getting their interest was I think it was in around ninth or 10th grade, uh, we had a book report to do. And believe it or not, I didn't really like to, I didn't like to read books back in junior high school and and high school. So I didn't read a book and the assignment was coming up. And so the night before I just made up a story and made up an author's name and I turned it into my English teacher. Um, you know, it was probably a three to five page assignment and uh, I got an A minus on it. And I was like, wow, first of all, he didn't catch me. <laughs> and secondly, that's not bad. So that was maybe my first thought that um, writing could be fun and maybe I could do something with this. I love that. What was it? Um, how long? OK, so how long did it take you to turn that out? Was that just in a matter of moments you just whipped it up? It was the. Yeah, it was the night before I made made it up. And if you asked me what it was about, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Um, But it was just a a fiction piece that I came up with. And I was smart enough to make up an author's name and not use a real author. um, So he couldn't track me in that way. Because, you know, obviously there wasn't a lot of Googling back then when I was uh, younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was that the defining moment for you where you're like, mm, this is something that I might actually want to make a career out of? Or did it take a little bit longer to get to that kind of? I think it took a little bit longer. And it wasn't until I was in college that um, once I started, I was an English major and then I was really embracing reading um, and I was really finding love of literature um, and starting to write, do a lot of writing assignments and essays and projects that I then I kind of realized that this is something that I really would like to do. Um, I still don't think I thought I could do it professionally. Mm. That really wouldn't come later until probably my, you know, mid twenties, thirties. 
And you grew up in a, a, I guess we can consider it a small town in Pennsylvania. Very small. It was like 400 people in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Yes. Did that have a, did that have a great effect on your imagination or the escapism of the mind, if you will? Well, and if all of my work, you know, writing, um, both screenplays and my novels, I'm definitely drawn to isolation. Um, I, I like genres that I work in. Isolation is a very compelling thing mm. when your characters um, don't have a lot of other outside resources to try to help them get out of a situation. So growing up in a town of 400, you're obviously very isolated. Pennsylvania winters are very hard. So it's really informed my writing, especially with my novels. I typically put all of my stories um they take place in northeastern pennsylvania yeah what did what did your parents growing up what did your parents teach you about work ethic so like i mentioned uh, as a kid i i didn't like to read um yeah. i wasn't dyslexic um, i just didn't have an interest but i would read comic books which my mother who was an english major did not really consider um, proper reading material. <laughs> so she um, insisted from the time I was probably around 10 or 12 that I had to read 15 minutes every day from a, a book, a real book. You know, it could have been a Hardy's Boy book. It could have been, you know, all sorts of things. But so she, she laid that in there and I, I resisted it for many, many years. <clears throat> and honestly, the first book that got my attention, and it probably rings the bell for many, is uh, Catcher in the Rye. Mm. My mom said, well, try this one. Mm. And I was probably in probably 11th grade. And that book really, really kind of uh, changed my perspective on, on writing and reading. Um, that character is iconic, William Caulfield. Mm. And it, um, obviously, it's, a, it's really inspired many people. Um, but that is probably the one book that really kind of made me open my eyes and think, wow, okay, this, there's a whole world here. There's a whole thing with books and where, where you can go with a story. Mm -hmm. Did you have early, um, early on, did you have mentors or do you have mentors and are there any standout lessons that come to mind? I would not say I had traditional mentors, um, especially Growing up in the country, you know, is a very traditional um, education. Mm. Um, probably my wife, Anne, is my mentor through most of my life. She's been an inspiration to me. She's also a writer. Uh, she's written her own memoir, and she's had a film made on one of her books. Mm. And she's just an inspiration. She's just a, a great editor. She's very creative. She's very passionate. She thinks differently. And she, she really inspires me. So there's been times in my career where I'm, I didn't know if I had the fortitude to keep going. And Anne was there to say, no, this, this story is worth telling. And she, she had a bigger faith in my voice than I did at some time. So I guess Anne would be my mentor. And she's not here in the room, by the way, but she'll <laughs> probably maybe hear this later. <clears throat> You're not being paid to say it right now. No, no, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, I think it's so I think it's so wonderful when you have a you know a life partner you're married to someone partnership that can influence the work in such a great way you know when you have right. any self doubts that creep in being able to check in with that partner I think is it's priceless well especially you know it, 
you know, uh, a writer's life is, is there's a lot of isolation and solitude when you're a writer yeah. of any form. Um, so, and a lot of people might understand that. So to have a partner, a wife that understands that need to write that desire to tell a story and understands that it takes a long time. Mm. And that is so pivotal in, in my career that I've had that kind of person behind me. And, um, and I do try to do the same with her because she has, has her own, you know, writing pursuits. When, you know, writing a novel and I can only guess based on reading your novels that it's a lot of work and it, it's a real commitment. And I wonder right. when a new idea comes into your mind, pops into your head, is there a vetting process or do you, is it just something that it's met? It's keeps recurring in your mind. And you're like, I have to get this on paper. Or is it really just that conversation with the other? to see if it's worth flushing out further. Yeah. So with, with my stories, um, typically they're, you know, they're very character driven. So I, I kind of come up with the character first. Mm. Um, and then once an idea really hits and I, I, and I feel excited about it now that I've been through the process a few times, you know, I, I understand that, you know, it takes me three to four years to, to, start a book and finish a book and deliver a book. Mm. Um, so you really have to be passionate about that idea, those characters, because to live with that for that long, you, you need to really find a lot of um, hope and fun and inspiration in your story and your characters. Cause you live with them almost every day. Cause I, I write pretty much every day mm. and it's not like a project that you're on for two weeks and then a move, you know, and then you move on to the next. So with the novel, it's, it's a long process. Hmm. So um, I definitely have, I have my own process of once I know the stories, the one I want to tell, then how I get into it and how I form it um, is something that is a process that, that works for me. How much research are you doing with, you know, prior to like really getting into it and, and writing the novel? Um, it depends book to book. You know, the first book, Deep Winter, the main character, um, suffers a um, he had a um, a brain injury when he was a child so there's a lot of developmental issues that this character had as he became an adult a man mm -hmm. so i wanted to be very um aware of that so i was a couple things so i i did a lot of research on those kind of individuals that are struggling with um some kind of mental challenge mental handicap mm -hmm. and really that story um uh, was inspired by someone i grew up with in pennsylvania um he was a friend of mine in junior high school he was you know a big kid bigger than the rest of us but he had a lot of developmental challenges and and back when i was going to school all kids were put in the same classroom right they're on the same track whether whatever your level of of education was um, or ability um and he he, he was he was this this unique person where all he wanted to do was be a truck driver right that was his dream to drive an 18-wheeler truck um, when he grew up hmm. and so his he he could draw sketches of trucks when he would walk down the hallway in school he would make the sound sound of a truck if he had to back up he would make like a you know like he was backing up his whole rig huh. It was, it was, it was amusing and, and compelling, but it was his world. Right. 
And that's all he wanted to do. And as I was, I was thinking about my first story, I was thinking, what would happen to someone like my friend if, if he was accused of a, a brutal crime, you know, a murder? How could he defend himself? And it was kind of with that, that what was the germ of the idea for Deep Winter. And, but to answer your question about the research, um, I read a lot of other books um, about characters of a similar, maybe affliction, um, you know, like of mice and men, mm-hmm. uh, the book pushed by Sapphire, um, even, even Forrest Gump, the novel, you know, where the characters, the main character was someone that wasn't fully developed mentally and their journey to, um, through the story. So that, that was, that was the research with Deep Winter. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.